Welcome to the Tap Room Exclusive. I'm Dean Zarbaugh. I'm here at Masthead Brewing Company. I'm with uh, Mike Pellicciati, uh brewer uh, of uh, these great beers. Thank you for being here, Mike. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, thank you for letting me come out and uh, and try some stuff and uh, talk about the beer. You guys just celebrated your two-year anniversary uh, this past weekend as, as of this recording. Um, congratulations on that, by the way. Hey, thanks so much. It was uh, a blast. How, I, I was talking to, uh, to uh, was it Nick? Yeah, Nick. Nick I, I'm bad with names, uh, especially when I first meet people. I was talking with Nick, and he said it was there were people lining up at like 6:45. Yeah, you know, and I think part of it was motivated by the bar seats, actually, really? uh, as opposed to the release itself, <laughs> because the bar seats were worth their weight in gold. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've been out to a couple releases, uh, just normal Saturday, the New England releases, and it, it's a it's a madhouse out here, and it's awesome. But it's never too much. That's what is awesome. Yeah, we try to keep the lines moving, and, and we try to make sure that people can get draft pours in spite of the, the lines for cans maybe and move people through reasonably quickly. Uh, you know, it, it was pretty cold on um, on Saturday, so we actually opened the doors a little early, uh, made up sort of frittata-type deal for everybody, oh, nice. fed everybody a little bit, got some coffee going, just to, you, uh, go. you know, make sure people weren't getting hypothermia out there. Right, yeah, that's that's not a good look. Um, <laughs> uh, so we, you guys, uh, just started canning for the first time, a new seasonal, it's a jalapeno IPA. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and talk a little bit about this. Yeah. So, so it was inspired actually by a, a trip in 2011 down to Asheville, North Carolina. There's okay. a place called Asheville pizza and brewing. It's kind of one of the OG breweries down there. Blast to go to pizza, super good beer, super good. It's a little grungy, but mm-hmm. you know, I kind of, I like it. Yeah. Uh, and they have a beer called fire escape. That's like, uh, five and a half percent pale ale um with roasted jalapenos in it Ooh. and totally fell in love with that beer yeah. then and we really we couldn't find anything similar up in ohio so it took us until we opened this place um and we brewed it in 2017 a couple times uh but it was just draft only for mm-hmm. the tap room um so then you know fast forward to now we figured this sort of winter season that there isn't really a, a dedicated style for after Christmas beers, right, uh, was a good time to release it. I mean, you get a little bit of warmth from the jalapeno. Uh, it's kind of a unique style, and it just fits right in. Now, people hear jalapeno IPA. Uh, I you know, I sell beer for a living uh, at a store, so I hear you know I point out to a jalapeno IPA, and at first it might turn somebody who doesn't isn't used to that off. But I always tell people to not knock it by drink it before you think it, because if you if you think about it, it's gonna it's not the what you're thinking. Yeah, well, jalapenos aren't that hot of a pepper, right? You know, in the on the scale of peppers, mm. you know, it's like, you it's know, on the lower end. Yeah, I mean, they're not your, you know, relative to hops, they're not your super high end, high alpha, uh, burn your palate out hops. Right. You know, they're they're right in that mid range. That has a ton of flavor and a little bit of heat. Um, and we so we do all the peppering on the cold side. Okay. So you're not extracting as much capsaicin, but you do get like really really good. Um, pepper character yeah and it's almost the way we dry hop we use those. okay so uh you know we're, we're pretty conscious of and i know some people want more heat but i, I right. think we're conscious of making something that's uh going to appeal to a broader uh range of palettes yeah there you know the other you have to strike a balance in, in something like that is you know i'm not normally i like some spicy foods uh but it's not something i always seek out but you know it's, it's something interesting i always like to try something new and uh, my dad and I came here probably two years. It must have been maybe a couple months after you opened, mm-hmm. and you had maybe your first or second batch on, 
and he fell in love with that thing. And he, to this day, like he goes to other breweries and he's like, do you do a jalapeno IPA? You know, Masthead does a jalapeno IPA. And like to the brewer's face, they're just like, why don't you do this? Uh, it's a really cool style. So you got him hooked. He's happy. He's happy oh, you awesome. can get this uh, available on the shelves now. And uh, But it's, it's that nice balance of it doesn't really strike your, your tongue with the heat. It gives you that like a smoky coating on the throat. And but you get that flavor of the jalapeno without it destroying anything. Yeah, and I think the pepper character really blends well with some of the fruitier American hops we're brewing with as well. So kind yeah. of fits pretty well uh, in that style. It, it's a really it's a really nice uh, it's a really nice idea. And you guys do pizza here uh, as well. If you wanted to to eat uh, something with with the jalapeno IPA. What are, you, what are you thinking if, if you're going to go for some food? So, so I think we have two pizzas that work really well with it. And we have uh, a Hawaiian pizza, Ooh. and that has um, a jalapeno, mango, pineapple salsa on it, oh, nice. as well as um, uh, rosemary uh, ham. So that pizza goes really well with it. And that pizza is not super spicy, but it has just enough of that sort of salsa pepper mm-hmm. character. And then we also have a... Um, a fajita pizza with green tomatillo sauce. So both of those pair pretty dang well with that beer. Yeah, that's, that sounds amazing. Uh, you guys, I always tell people you, if you like their beer, definitely come down here for the food too, because you guys do a really great job on both sides. Yeah. Uh, The food opening up the food was something really important to us, uh, because it complements the experience. So, so well, it becomes so important. Um, and I'm a little bit of a pizza snob, so, <laughs> you know, I, I want, if we're going to serve pizza, it needed to be up to standards. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, that's one of my favorite foods. And you tell some, you tell me a brewery has uh, beer and pizza, I'm sold. So uh, that, that's awesome. Uh, so, you know, going back to the jalapeno IPA, how, uh, it's what, what's the ABV on that? Uh, it's 6.8. 6, 6.8, that's yeah. what I thought. And so it's not, it's not super high. It's, it's not low. It's got just the, just the right amount of, um, of ABV in there. Yeah, I, I think in general with our, with our, you know, mainstay, just IPA is not doubles. I, I don't want to be on the top end of the alcohol of the style mm-hmm. because I think I want to accentuate the hot flavor a little bit more and also leave some room to drink more than one or two. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big session, sessionable beer guy myself, so um, it's kind of motivated from that direction. I like having something that's, yeah, like you said, that I can have maybe one or two and not feel like I'm losing my head. I don't need, yeah. I, if I want a double IPA, I'm going to go to a double IPA. Right. I'd ra- If I want an IPA, I want something that, I, you know, between 6 and 7% that's going to be just yeah. enough. And, you know, with, with this, it's the hops do a really good job of blending with that jalapeno. It's got that nice hoppiness and... Uh, in the front and then finishes with that smokiness and it's just a very well balanced beer oh thanks i appreciate it uh and then i noticed on this list you have a jalapeno haze too so yeah what's that yeah so we we basically brewed a new england ipa okay. and then uh did the same process for jalapenoing it just okay. so there's some contrast at least in our draft menu mm-hmm. we thought that would be interesting to sort of see how the two styles compare to each other yeah what uh, how with that haze how does that affect the the profile at all uh, you know, it, it, the jalapeno comes through similarly, okay. but I think it's just a little bit fruitier, uh, on the hop side of it. Okay. And it's almost, you know, to me, the, the bitterness of a American IPA or West coast IPA balances the jalapenos a little right. better, really. Um, whereas the new England's drink a little bit sweeter. So it's almost like a mango salsa type deal going on. Um, 
which is is pretty unique. Yeah, that yeah, I, I agree. You know, one hundred percent with just the regular jalapeno IPA. You do that the the hot bite on the finish just really helps. It almost cut through yeah, that. yeah, it almost freshens your palate up at the end. Um, and yeah, the jalapeno haze just kind of has a different take with the sort of the sweetness and, and kind of is more like a pineapple or a mango yeah, just salsa. Just fun to experiment with stuff, yeah. you know. Uh, th- that's what I like about you guys too. Is you guys you guys aren't afraid to kind of just play with stuff. Uh, and you know that's that's what this is all about at the end of the day is yeah that's, seeing what works. Yeah, that's definitely the benefit of having a, a tap room like a larger tap room like we do is we can you know we can do some one off unique experimental stuff and we know we're going to sell it. Um, and, and we like to blast some kegs out to a few different of our accounts that yeah. are, are some good partners for us. Um, so mast, this place is, is huge. Uh, you walk into this place, it's, it's massive. It's like what? 16,000 square feet, something like that. Yeah. That's, that's the total under roof. Uh, under this, roof the total. tap room's probably 3,500 square okay. feet or 4,000. Um, I mean, it's just, it's a really nice spacious, it, this used to be an automotive dealership, right? Yeah. That's what it started out as in, uh, 1926. That's awesome. Like, there's a lot of history in this building. It's actually a historic building. It's yeah, a designated the, historic. Yeah, place. it's it's uh it's it's designated as a uh, historic facade by the landmarks department. Nice. And uh, so the name Masthead, I was reading up. Uh, I actually didn't know about this. Is you named yourself after the, a newspaper? Tell the story. I, you can tell it a lot better than I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so the idea is that in, in 1796, Moses Cleveland, who was a, a veteran general of the Revolutionary War, was a part of the uh, the project to sort of survey land and figure out where to put cities um, on what was then like the western fringes of the, of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so he landed on the banks of the Cuyahoga and surveyed the land, decided this would be a good place for a city. Um, so he named it after himself because he's, I mean, sort of a vain guy. Yeah. Uh, so he named it Cleveland. It happens. The interesting thing was that he actually spelled his name differently than Cleveland is spelled today. There's an extra right. A in there, like a butcher's cleaver. And uh, so it went on, and it was a village. It had grown to about 1,000 people by 1831. And that sort of left room where uh, the second newspaper was getting ready to start up in the city called the Cleveland Advertiser, which mm-hmm. is a bit of a long name. Um, and I assume they, you know, they, they went... Got all there like any business does. You get all your printing presses. You get all your fonts, all your all your different materials it takes to go to print. Right. And when they were ready to go to print, they realized that the name, the Cleveland Advertiser, was too long to fit on the masthead of their paper with their fonts. <laughs> so I assume they were kind of sitting around a table like we are, yeah. probably drinking a few more beers than we are right <laughs> now. And uh, they came to the only conclusion that they had to pull a letter out of the name. Um, and effectively changed the name of a city. So rather than change the name of the newspaper, they changed the whole name of the city, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a really... I, I didn't know how that, that ended up sticking. Is And then I you was know, reading up on, on you guys, and I'm like, that's that's just, you know, 1831? There's, okay, I guess we're calling it Cleveland now. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a really funny... Yeah, it's super it's a really bold funny story. And, and really unique. You know, I don't, I don't know that any other city has, a, has such, no, a, no. such a story. Um, it seems like Cleveland's got a lot of stories. It, it uh, really does. And you, you, you went to OSU. You're wearing an OSU shirt. Yes. You graduated uh, as you did electrical engineering, right? Yep. And yep. so what you, you kind of started homebrewing out back in college. Yeah, so I started homebrewing in, in 2011, basically. Okay. What made you make the jump from, from homebrewing to doing this professionally? Yeah, it was, it was kind of like, uh, it has something to do with just like, homebrewing is 
kind of sucks. Uh, <laughs> and I figured if I'm going to go through all this effort to make five gallons of beer, I might as well make 10 or 20 barrels of beer. Right. Uh, so it was, that makes it was, sense. It was almost like a motivation from laziness. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, truthfully, I was, I was uh, passionate about the process and I, I think it has the right amount of engineering, uh, the right amount of manual labor, uh, the right amount of sort of creativity, mm-hmm. all, all packaged into one thing. Um, so I was really drawn to it at that time, and, and I decided to uh, not take an engineering job and pursue a career over in the brewing industry. That's really cool, and, you know, thankfully you did, man. You guys have built up a really, really awesome brewery, and uh, what was it that made you decide on Cleveland overall? Because, you know, you could have gone to Columbus. You could have gone right. So you know, I, basically anywhere. At the time, I had a, a job at a small brewery called Black Box Brewery. Okay. Oh, oh, Black, Bo- Black Box Brewing Co., yeah. It, in it was West in Westlake. Lake. Uh, they're, they're now defunct. Um, but I, so I was already up here. I worked for them for three years. Okay. Um, so it, it was kind of convenient that I wouldn't have to quit my job to go look for space and, and to do, um, all the kind of pre-work that it takes to get a brewery open. Yeah. And I was already familiar with the city. So that helps when my business partner was sort of ready to come on board. Uh, it made sense for him to quit his job and move to Cleveland as opposed to, uh, both of us moving to a new place. Yeah, and, and I think you know the the brewing uh, community up here is is really a hotbed. It is, um, and I think I think Cleveland's definitely leading the state uh, at the forefront of at the forefront of brewing. Oh, I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, this is it's such a wealth of breweries just here in Northeast Ohio and in Cleveland all together. It, it's it's amazing to see, and the best part is, is everybody's just kind of in it together. We're all happy to support each other and and watch each other grow yeah absolutely and you know this is a really good spot you guys have carved out for yourself downtown um you got you can walk here if you're in downtown there's tons of stuff to do around here uh you guys you guys have picked out a a great spot and it's really working out well for you guys i'm glad to see the growth you guys have had in the last two years yeah, it's actually pretty cool now with, with us and Noble Beast and Hofbrauhaus House all being on this side of downtown. And yeah. Even Butcher and the Brewer isn't too far. Right. Where we kind of have a little brewery district forming yeah. down here. So that's been that's been really fun. Yeah, that's I always tell people, if you come down to one, try all of them. You can get to them pretty easy. And uh, Anything I might have uh, not touched on as far as the Jalapeno IPA goes that you wanted to uh, get out to the people before we cut and come to next week's episode? Uh, no, I think I think that we we mostly covered everything. I think the only other kind of piece is that so this is sort of a, a late winter seasonal, so we should be running this from you know now or beginning of January through roughly the beginning of March. Okay, uh, it should you should be able to find it on your store shelves and yeah. Giant Eagle and anywhere uh, that local uh, carries, bottle shop carries masthead. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions, if you don't see it on the shelf, ask for it because this yeah. is something you guys need to try. I think it's in all the Heinens, so yep, that's definitely up. That is where I picked it up, so. Uh, Def- definitely there and uh thank you mike for for taking the time uh tune in hey, next week uh, as we cover another beer here at masthead